Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, Episode 8. My name is Mark Champlin. Today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. How is it going, girls and gays out there? How is everyone on this fine Wednesday night in which I was forced to watch Pixels starring Adam Sandler? How is everyone? Uh, so how did you feel? Well, you've already seen it, but I know I felt very strange seeing the Happy Madison logo in a 2015 <laughs> movie. I felt that that was a very cursed image. <laughs> I so I actually I, I don't have a ton of uh, a ton of nostalgic affinity for Adam Sandler in a, in a way that I think a lot of other people do. I never really watched a ton of his movies as a kid growing up. I was never really yeah. into him. I only ever really knew him as like the leading male comedic actors go through mm-hmm. an arc. You know they 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 become the biggest thing in the world. And then they make a kid's movie or two, and they, they, they start to sunset, and then they just become sort of a, a punchline. And so I have always kind of thought of Adam Sandler as a punchline. I don't have, like, the good Adam Sandler memories. I have, um, I've gone on the record, the not recorded anywhere, but I have gone <laughs> on the record and said, I haven't said in a few years, because I haven't, yeah, I haven't talked checked about Adam to see Sandler if I... Lately. I haven't checked to see if I still believe this, but when I was in high school and early college age, he was, in my opinion, he was my favorite SNL cast member, like, of all time. Sure. Have you seen Have you seen his SNL stuff? Uh, no, again, no no love for the Adam Sandler. I, ha- I feel nothing for this man. He had a very specific brand of comedy that translates not at all to the type of movies he makes. Sure. Where And it was the kind of... It was the it was kind of the Jimmy Fallon thing of like he did like really funny impressions and kind of goofy voices, but he was like he was very endearing and like good at that. Like he had this bit on uh, Weekend Update where he's like it was a Halloween bit, and he was talking about how if you didn't get a costume in time, just find objects around the house. And he holds up a protractor and he's like, "Look, I'm Mr. Protractor Beard." And he holds a protractor over his face. He's like. I got a damn protractor for a beard. Life is crazy. And like shit like that. And I don't know. I thought it was really funny in high school. I haven't gone back again. Sure. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vouch for Adam Sandler. For comedy. Adam Sandler here in the year of our Lord 2018. If I mean the, the man made Jack and Jill, there's no defense. There's, yeah. It's not like Will Ferrell who it's like, well, yeah, he made kicking and screaming. He made, uh, but he also made fucking Anchorman. He <laughs> sure. Hey, kicking he, and screaming is all right. Yeah. So well, so okay. pixels. <laughs> so pixels. Uh, there. There's so much to talk about with pixels. Um, but let's start with like briefly, uh, because you know this one's not based on a video game, so we we maybe have to explain the plot a little bit. So Mark, thirty seconds. What happens in pixels? Um, Pixels is a, um, an interesting and fun, you know, kids sci-fi concept, <laughs> uh, for a movie yeah. where, you know, it's, it's the video games come to life thing, but the twist is, uh, the video game creatures are aliens and they have, uh, they're kind of shape-shifting aliens and they've molded themselves after video games yeah. because they discover a tape of a video game tournament at, of like Atari games and in, old Nintendo games uh, that was shot off into space after a contest. And uh, they take that as a uh, declaration of war from the earth. 
and they think, oh, these guys are so good at these uh, these war simulations that we're gonna we're gonna imitate those war simulations, which turn out to be you know asteroids, centipede, Pac Man. So they come to Earth as these uh, evil video games come to life in pixelated, gigantic form and start wreaking havoc. And uh, the uh, the U.S. government enlists the help of of some powerful gamers. <laughs> The and word gamers they, comes up so many fucking times in this movie. Oh man, what was what was the, their name on the um, what was the, the name of the squadron? The Arcaders. They're called the Arcaders. Arca- yeah. So 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 Adam Sandler. Arcaders rise up. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so Adam Sandler and Peter Dinklage uh, used to be good at video games back in the day, uh, and now they're gonna save the world because they know about video games. Um, and like the first two minutes of this movie kind of convince you that it's gonna be like good and charming and a, a good time like it's gonna yeah you're, you're like oh. if if you've seen um like like the not the establishing shot of stranger things but if you've seen you know the the maybe the first episode of season two of stranger things where the kids are all excited about ghostbusters and they go to school in the ghostbusters uniforms on Halloween. And after they, they go to the arcade, the scene before and it's all just very lighthearted, like surface level eighties nostalgia, but it's effective because like the music is good. The, yeah. The, 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 the sets are convincing. The, the video game noises are all there. Yeah. They have the cool credits where the video, where the credits look like the video game. And you're like, Oh, that's cute. The Pac-Man's eating the name of the guy that made the, the, the photography. That's cute. And you love it. And then, you know, there's some kid that kind of looks like Adam Sandler and some kid that looks absolutely nothing like Kevin James, uh, who is supposed to be Kevin James. Oh, can I say that, um, <clears throat> uh, I didn't know Kevin James in this, was in this movie, but when his when so that kid was clearly Adam Sandler. When I saw the other kid, I made the hard read, and I was like, "That's definitely gonna be Kevin James." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, good, I'm right." Yep. Um, and you know they they do this video game championship thing, whatever. They're good at video games. That's the setup. But yeah, it kind of the whole like general heartbreaking thing about sitting and watching Pixels is that like. If it was good, it would be so good because like the the visual effects, like the the style of like the pixel space aliens, they're kind of like these big, you know, they're big fucking CG monsters. But you know, they kind of look like Tron. You know, they have that like kind of like like if you ever seen uh, Tron Legacy in that movie, like when somebody gets shot and then like so they like bleed pixels a little bit and they kind of like mm-hmm. fall off and shit like that. Like it has that kind of like visual style to it. It looks cool seeing fucking Donkey Kong, you know, beat the shit out of Adam Sandler. Like it's a good time. The the action scenes are kind of fun, but just the the script just is so all the characters are so unlovable and just hate women so much. <laughs> they really, really hate women. This, this script, it reads like it was written by like, like, like no joke. Like you, this is such a, such an easy thing to say, but it really does read like it was written by like 16 year old boys who like the only books they've read are ready player one and the Jordan Peterson book. Yeah. It, it we're, we're going to kind of get into this more a little later when we talk about Adam Sandler's relationship with the, of course, classic uh, video game movie trope, the only female character. Um, but, like, just throughout the film, like, 
women's bodies the discussion of women's bodies uh is just constant like women are constantly being judged by their attractiveness in this film women are always being yelled at women are always shrill and naggy in this movie women are always dismissed uh, women are never given agency in this movie, and it's just kind of like yeah. At no point do they have agency to defend themselves against any of this. They they either sit and take it, or they like act like they like it. Yeah, like and uh, you know we talked about uh, when we were talking about Doom, how like in Doom, Doom is pedal to the metal. You know, Doom is we're fucking screaming. You know, misogynistic slurs at the top of our lungs. This movie is more like just full of microaggressions. It's just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just full of scenes of men making women uncomfortable, scenes of men like making judgments about women's bodies and women's appearance. And it's just kind of like one of the most consistent themes of the entire film. Like this film has very little like actual like emotional themes or like, you know, morals or ideas that it wants to communicate but it really wants you to know how like little it thinks of women how little it thinks of promiscuous women especially uh how little it oh, thinks yeah. of any woman who you know chooses to uh show her body in any way it's just like a very like very casual uninterested just like yeah uh, toss off another misogynistic comment we're get we get a wide breadth of the types of misogyny out of these movies. Yeah, there's a whole, um, well, there's a whole thing of, like, um, <clears throat> of, like, uh, women being, like, either trophies or, like, deserved by, by men. Like, Josh Gad's character has, like, worshipped this fictional, like, Xena warrior princess type of, like, video game character yeah. his whole life. So and when she comes to life pixelated for him, he's like, basically like i've been obsessed with you my whole life i i need this i deserve this you need to like stay with me and then at another point like the president oh well <laughs> kevin james is the president yeah okay uh, you know so i, I we'll do want to i want to wrap back around uh to the fact that josh gad <laughs> fucks cubert in this movie uh, oh my god because oh my so god. so we're gonna we're gonna hit a couple different characters and the specific uh critiques of them so you mentioned that kevin james is the president uh the first note that i have here on our show notes is kevin james is the president followed by what the fuck um because the film just kind of like you know they cut from like adam sandler and kevin james's kids and then it like smash cut to their drinking at a bar and it's just sort of like tossed off in the in the middle of the conversation just like oh yeah by the way kevin james is the president like you know just it's like it's not a big deal um and so there's a there's a lot uh to the way that this film handles the fact that kevin james is the president um do you think he was the president because that was the only the only premise they could think of for uh the the video game characters to have high-powered light weaponry Yes. Is, <laughs> I is, mean, is there any other Kevin, good reason for him? Kevin to have James been the being president? the president in the movie is just like the easiest possible way to like you know get the characters from point A to point B narratively. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a get out of jail free card. Oh, he has he's the president, so of course they can go here. <laughs> yeah, they don't ever. There's it's never touched on like how he became the president because like he's 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 just some fuck. <laughs> and if this were a better movie, that would be like a hilarious like 
wink, wink, nod, nod, almost fourth wall breaking moment of like, yeah. oh, of course, of course he's the president because that's but, the only way we can get these things to happen. But they kind of play it, like, it totally yeah. straight. Like they kind of, they kind of don't really Weird, like. Weirdly so. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's not, it's not really a joke that Kevin James is the president. Like he's like portrayed nope. as like kind of stupid. Like there's this whole thing where like, oh, he can't read. He was reading in front of the kids and he said a word wrong. And, but he was just really tired, so it's okay. Like, it's very, like, and then and the whole thing is, like, that, you know, there's a main character in the film who is the president of the United States, um, and this movie is about, like, military power um, and the use of military power, and it's also just, like, completely apolitical. Um, I think this is, like, mm-hmm. really well encapsulated. There's, a, like, a scene basically right after you find out that Kevin James is the president and Kevin James and Adam Sandler are walking out of this bar and there's like a collection of protesters outside the the bar and they're all screaming a bunch of different like it's not like a specific protest of a specific policy that he has they're all just yelling various different like grievances at him and yeah, they're saying shit like you ruined the country yeah uh. but then but there's two that I have written down here and it's like one person says you have the blood of children on your hands and another person says i can't afford college because of you and you know if you are a human being who is living in the united states of america here in 2015 or now in 2018 you know those are things that are probably pretty fucking relevant to you um and the protesters in this movie are kind of just like just brushed aside as a joke like adam sandler kind of makes this comment just like hi you can't catch a break man sucks huh sucks that these people are exercising (laughs) their civil rights to tell you what a terrible job you're doing as president like there's sort of this like current throughout the movie of just like well the people that are criticizing kevin james like they just don't get it you know he's working really hard you know he's just trying to he just wants to see his wife you know and like but the movie is also trying to say, like, yeah, Kevin James is a bad president because he's kind of a fucking idiot. But it doesn't really want to take a stand on either of those things. It doesn't want to actually say anything about what his policies are. It doesn't want to actually, like, try to make a, 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 any kind of statement about politics whatsoever while also, like, heavily featuring politics. Um, oh, well, this this movie, this movie was... Uh... This this movie was made for you know uh, eighteen to thirty five year old like male gamers. Can you imagine a worse topic to to bring up earnestly in a movie than it's politics? True. It's true for for these people. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's there's they they probably avoided it like the plague. They probably felt they probably they they did their best to make those protesters look like um look like uh oh they they're annoying for caring because yeah. like what what white a 19 year old male gamer like actually cares about these things these things don't like typically to affect them and they it's annoying when people talk about them yeah it's a very it's a very like south park style approach to politics oh th- i was i was just about to say yeah it's, 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 it's uh, the... the the people who care are the annoying ones yeah um okay so let's completely forget about the fact that kevin james is the president just as the movie does repeatedly um so there's a couple other characters I want to touch on before we really get into the misogyny stuff. Um, Josh Gad uh, in this movie, who kind of plays this like wide-eyed conspiracy theorist, horrible lecherous person who thinks of women as props, um, and also they they repeatedly kind of show this character like he has this weird like 
you know, he lusts after women, but also they always show him, like, being too intimate with men, touching men's bodies too much, liking men's bodies too much, talking about Mm -hmm. the muscles on men too much, slapping the asses of Marines and all of this stuff. And it really is just, like, so fucking surface level, like, hey, guys, he likes dudes, and that makes him weird. (laughs) Haha. Like, it's funny, he likes men too much. Like, that, that is really all there... That is the joke. Like, in a film made in 2015, like, one of the jokes about Josh Gad's character is, uh, he likes the peen. Yeah, it's... In 2015, it was... It's way too late to make the surface level, oh, he's gay joke, and not do anything with it, and then just have him, you know, marry a woman at the end and just forget about all the all the haha he's gay jokes yeah and you know hey man sure josh gad's character could could be bisexual but the people that are making this movie didn't fucking think about that so don't pretend that you know <laughs> that's what yeah. it is um don't give this movie any fucking credit no don't, don't you it dare. doesn't deserve it because this movie is no. so surface level with every single interaction between the characters um mm-hmm. so before we get to Adam Sandler, um, who I think is actually kind of like the most despicable character. Um, oh, by far. There's no there's no argument. He's yeah. He disgusts me. I was like horribly uncomfortable anytime he would speak to the female character. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, Peter Dinklage is equally horrible, but he... Peter, okay, the difference between Peter Dinklage and Adam Sandler in this movie is that mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage is playing this ridiculous caricature of Billy Mitchell. Um and yeah. and so like the fact that he is like just a horrible ridiculous misogynist like and and also just like a piece of shit person in general is like justified by the context of the script. Adam Sandler is supposed to be the protagonist and we're supposed to like him and he is just so thoroughly fucking unlikable that Yeah, he's he's the unsung he's the unsung hero of the nerds who who they really relate to him because, you know, he never gets the girl, but he'd be so good to them. Yeah, and I know? mean, and, and Peter Dinklage is, is played as this, you know, like, super, like, hammed up, over-the-top, ridiculous character. Adam Sandler is sort of played as this, like, everyman, normal guy. Um, mm-hmm. And so so Peter Dinklage in this movie, um, the one, the only good thing that this movie does with Peter Dinklage's character is they don't make any jokes about him being short at any point in the entire film. I was so, I was so ready. And they don't do it. Fucking ready for that. It's commendable. (laughs) It's truly. It is the. It is the greatest social justice achievement of this entire film. Is the fact that like, obviously this character wasn't written to be played by Peter Dinklage because if it was, they would have put short jokes in it. Or maybe Peter Dinklage has a term in his contract that says that they can't. I hope it's that because good for him. If so. However, yeah, I think that might be the case. <laughs> this, you know, Peter Dinklage, he's really good in Game of Thrones. You've maybe seen it. He does quite well. Um, he's he's compe- he's compelling. He's he's quite good. He does not. Yeah, he, he he makes that show. Like I'll I'll well, several people make that show. He really makes that show though. He does not make pixels. <laughs> no, I I was like I was like upset when they when they um. He comes and much later on in the flash forward, I was upset when I saw him and I was like, fucking, uh, oh my God, I, I don't want, I don't want him to have been in this movie. I don't give a shit about like, oh, this, this, this actor is in this thing I didn't like, but I really didn't want to have to watch him 
act in this capacity because I enjoy watching him act in most other capacities. There was a moment maybe like 45 minutes into the film after like, and I'm, because his performance is like so hammy. It's like so over the top and his character is so absurd. You know, he's like, so he's like this douchey gamer bro, basically. He wears a leather jacket and he just belittles women constantly. He gives himself his own gamer tag and it's something that's like really cringy. It's Fire Blaster. Um, And there was, and I'm sitting there like trying to like solve this performance in my head. I'm like, what is Mm -hmm. it? what is it that he's doing that I like because he's doing something weird and I can't figure out what it is that he's doing that's so weird and then I realize like is is Peter Dinklage trying to sound like a black person in this movie ooh that's a take because he because 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 he doesn't sound because that's not what Peter Dinklage sounds like but no <laughs> as I'm sitting as I am sitting there watching the movie I'm like he he sounds like he's trying to sound like what he thinks a cool black guy would sound like he you know who he sounds like and this definitely uh, applies here is he sounds like like that tropic thunder character played by um uh, played by robert downey jr yeah (laughs) who is the joke is that it's a white man in blackface that's the joke and he's a white man clearly trying to act like a black man and that he that's the exact voice that peter dinklage has in this movie yeah and and he's it's it's a terrible performance it really is just like somebody somebody should have stopped him at some point chris columbus should have stepped in and been like hey man wait i just realized something the go go on the studio that releases that released this movie is called 1492 pictures and the director of the movie uh, is Chris Columbus. Is Chris Columbus's studio called 1492? Does he choose to associate with himself with the rapist and genocidal monster with whom which he shares his namesake? Hey, I, I played Chris Columbus in a school play, and I'm pretty sure that he <laughs> was, like, an alright dude. <laughs> So I like, you know, all he did was ask the king for some money and the king was so mean. He didn't give him that money. Yeah. Um, uh, Chris Columbus uh, directed the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah. This um, is not as good as the first two Harry Potter movies. No, the this is not as good as the, the two good Harry Potter movies. <laughs> I like Prisoner of Azkaban. The movie's uh, all right. Prisoner's all right. Um, <laughs> so Adam Sandler... We know him. We love him. <laughs> you know, he's he's Adam Sandler is America. <laughs> I don't have an eloquent uh, way to you know, extrapolate that metaphor, but just really think about it because it's fucking true. <laughs> he just is. He's such a fucking asshole in this movie. He's such a fuck. <laughs> he's he's just like. Within the first like six minutes, he's said he's already spouted like like twelve like R slash incel level <laughs> quips that any person who's who's who any any person who was a sixteen year old boy at some point and was lonely will definitely relate to. But like you know, sixteen year old boys grow up and they become people who aren't Adam Sandler's 
character. Even ones who, like, you know, still work at Best Buy in their 40s. They, who this character does. Like, yeah, that was not a dig at people who work at Best Buy in their 40s. That no. was a dig at Adam Sandler in this film, who... You know, okay, so we this is maybe the third or fourth time that I've brought this up on this podcast, which is pathetic because this is, like, the eighth episode of this podcast. <laughs> but, like, the consistency with which the movies we watch contain men saying horrible, belittling things to women just throughout, just throughout, mm-hmm. just constantly, and just being inexplicably rewarded for that. And, like... Again, we, we did touch on, and we're going to get further into this with the Josh Gad fucking Cubert thing, uh, which we're about to get into. Um, but he fucks Cubert. He fucks Cubert. Um, but women really are like trophies in this movie. Women are prizes yeah. to be won. Uh, and it happens with every single main character. Um, there's this absolutely fucking yep. ridiculous setup with uh, Peter Dinklage's character where when they're bailing... He's in prison for some bullshit reason. It doesn't matter. Um, and they're going to bail him out of prison so that he can fight the aliens. Um, and one of his mm-hmm. demands is, like, basically, I want to fuck Serena Williams and Martha Stewart at the same time. Um, and it's like, that's like a joke. And then Serena Williams actually appears in the film later um, and, like, is on a date with Peter Dinklage to this ball or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's not forget that the president's reaction to him saying that was not, go fuck yourself. It was, you get one. Choose one. Oh, yeah, says, I forgot Oh, yeah, choose that. Serena. That like that being the reaction was like oh my god are they really gonna are they that yeah. was really That's, not that was <laughs> that, uh, yeah and so and then at they the let end, him get away with that at, at the end of the movie he is a hero because he beat all the bad guys and he gets to fuck Serena Williams and Martha Stewart. Like, mm-hmm. that's his reward. And then Adam Sandler, who has been treating this, you know, military general lady who is in the film, uh, like, garbage the entire time and just saying horrible, misogynistic things to her, again, is rewarded, and she is now charmed by him and now will kiss him. And then Josh Gad fucks Cubert. Okay, we need to talk about... Oh, my so the aliens, God. So the aliens are shapeshifters, right? <sighs> so what if there was an alien who... Um, was rewarded to the earthlings because uh these aliens believe in uh taking a trophy when you win a battle yeah so they're they're systematically kidnapping like a human each time they win but they're like you won this battle here's fucking cubert and here's this duck thing hunt just... dog and then here's cubert yeah. so yeah, i want to this... set this up really quick this thing with josh gad and this and the the yes. lady lisa thing so mm-hmm. so josh gad's character is like obsessed with this arcade uh, game character called Lady Lisa, who is just like a generic, like hot blonde lady in a red dress with two swords, and he's like has a cult-like uh, obsession with her and wants to fuck her and all of this stuff. So then there's a scene where you know near the end where all the pixel monsters are attacking the city, but great, great visuals by the way. Just uh, there's a shot where like the big Galaga ship is like over Washington D.C. and it's like striking. It's really well done. So, yeah, I was like, "Fuck, this is cool." Yeah, and it's the, like the the Tetris blocks. Yeah, the Tetris uh, blocks line, falling, and lining themselves up. up on a building, and then when the Tetris uh, row uh, disappears, that part of the building. It's also cool, disappears. man. It's part of why so this movie cool. is so fucking disappointing. Is that like the action scenes are actually pretty fucking cool? Um, yeah. So you know, eventually Josh Gad meets Lady Lisa. She is you know played by a model. 
Her character doesn't speak at all. Um, oh, no. And he, like, you know, tells her that he's been obsessed with her and he's, you know, thinks about her constantly and this is all he's ever done, this woman that doesn't speak and just has large tits and just stands there. Um, and then, you know, she starts kissing him because, sure, why not? Well, because he, he, um, he puts down his gun and he explains to her that the power of love is so powerful that he's just glad he, he met her. And that makes this this alien who presumably has no concept of human love and relationships was so moved by that, that this alien who is taking the form of a human female goes up and kisses this person because the power of love. So, so they fight alongside each other and then the aliens get defeated. So all of the, all of the pixel monsters go away, which means she goes away. Right. So then Mm -hmm. in the last, and near the end of the movie, you know, everybody else got a trophy woman to be rewarded for their heroics. And Josh Gad is like, man, I wish I could have a woman who doesn't speak and doesn't question anything I do and just stands there and be a prop for me. And when he says essentially this, he's like, man, I wish I got the girl also. The other like girl and we was like, yeah, that's sad. I'm so sorry that you didn't get a me. <laughs> yeah. And then Qbert, who has been like a Oh yeah, Qbert is in the movie. Like throughout, he's one of the trophies that comes down, and he talks, and mm-hmm. it's weird, and I don't like it. Um, he's like a pet. He talks, but he's definitely like he has the role of like a pet. To yeah, the other to, characters. To the characters. Um, and then Qbert turns into the sexy lady, and then Josh Gad fucks Qbert, and that's how that's how the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, and we they they don't like. They don't show Qbert penetration. But, uh, yeah, okay. They, they don't. They don't show that. They have kids. They have. But baby they Kuberts. have kids. They, they have baby. They Kuberts. have kids after the movie. credits. There's it's... a post credits part where he has children, presumably because Josh Gad fucked Qbert. And that's that's. <sighs> Josh we... Gad fucked Qbert in this movie. What are we watching next week, Mark? <laughs> We're watching. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh dun, man, dun, 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 the first dun, Mortal Kombat, of which there are two, I believe. Uh, the first, hey. one, go for it. Oh, I was just gonna say, I don't remember. Is this like the the one that people say is not bad? This, I think, this is the one that people say is not bad. I think Mortal Kombat Annihilation is the one that people say is like a shit show. Um, I think this also has uh the men the master mentor guy from Street Fighter, the Legend of Chun Li, callback to Episode One. So that's exciting. That one's for the real fans. Yeah. The ones who've been listening since when the audio was even worse. Shout outs to those people. Yeah. All those bandwagoners, listen up. <laughs> who got who got in around Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, y'all are fucking fake. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? Uh, you should follow us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. Uh, because uh, Alex posts a lot, and I'm going to post more now, too, because I, uh, I was too embarrassed to ask her again for the password because I <laughs> lost it again. So I scrolled all the way the fuck back up to our first conversation about this, and I found the password again, and I started posting again. Uh, we, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about bad video game movies. We don't like to use capital letters, and we like to sometimes post polls and uh, sometimes post screen caps of our notes uh, so you get little sneak peeks. Of, of, uh, of the suffering that's going to happen. Of, of the suffering, of the deep, deep sadness. 
Uh, and uh, definitely rate us on iTunes. I haven't checked if we have any iTunes ratings yet. That'd I think we have cool. one. I think we have one review on iTunes. Didn't like someone like Colin or somebody review us? Pro- you know, if anyone would review us, it would be Colin. Shout outs to Colin. We love Colin. Yeah. Uh, Spotify. We're also on that. Um, that's where I listen to the podcast because uh, <laughs> I like Spotify. Uh, so yeah, rate us, uh, enjoy, uh, please follow us, and uh, you know, for, for me, me it was, was Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> 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 Cartridge Cinema Club is created by Mark Champlin and Alex Wallace, and is produced by Alex Wallace. The music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. Thank you.